This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hello and welcome to the BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast, brought to you by the team here at the magazine. Join us as we chat all things gardening with the nation's favourite experts. Hello and welcome to this BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast on cooking delicious meals from homegrown harvests with me, Adam Frost. I don't think there is anything better than sowing seeds, planting out plants that are ultimately food, growing veg, growing fruit, growing herbs. Funny enough, I call it my hobby because it doesn't always go right. But not only do I love growing, I also think cooking is a great thing to do and provide for the family. So I have got myself a new best friend. Of course, I'm Adam Frost and I'm the gardener. But my new best friend is called... Cassie Best from Good Food and I'm the cook. She is the cook and it's amazing. So not only are we going to talk about growing it, but what we do with it in the kitchen. And today, what are we going to concentrate on? Today we're talking about tomatoes and we're going to talk about the beauty of the versatility of tomatoes and all the lovely things you can do with them. And I've even bought you some lunch to try at the end, a lovely tomato recipe. So keep listening and you'll find out what it is. Oh, that sounds absolutely wonderful. They're good for you as well, aren't they, tomatoes? Yeah, full of lycopene, which is really good for your heart and other other things. So yeah, very good to have in your diet. There you go. Let's crack on. Cassie, do you know what? I've been lucky enough to more or less travel the world and create gardens. But this, talking to you <laughs> about growing and cooking, has got to be one of the best things I've ever done. You know, I, I, I love both of them. Obviously, I'm 
much better gardener than I don't know I am cook. <laughs> so to be in a room with somebody that cooks like you do and talks about cooking the way that you do, <laughs> this is like absolutely amazing. And and today we're talking about tomatoes. Yes, I love a good tomato. This is one of my favourite things to talk about, so I'm very excited about this episode. Yeah, and there's tomatoes and tomatoes, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, there's it's such a broad spectrum between a yeah. good tomato and a bad tomato, isn't it? They're just worlds apart. Yeah. So hopefully by, you know, talking about growing your own, we can lean more into the good tomato side of things and encourage people to get out and grow some of their own. Yeah, I think definitely. I Because I think tomatoes, and you and I have talked about you know, families and, and kids' experience. And, mm. and I would say, I look at mine, you know, my number, number two is 24 years old and, and he loves his food. Mm. But the only time I eat a standalone tomato is if I've grown it. Mm. Otherwise, it has to be cooked, it has to be in a sauce. And it gets you thinking and you think you realise that, that most people's experience of tomatoes is probably what they get from the supermarket. Mm -hmm. They're one, to me, they're one thing, don't eat out of season. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. A tomato out of season, it's just bland and bitter. It's not bringing much to the party, is it? Whereas, you know, at peak season, it'd be hard to find something more beautiful than a homegrown, sweet, delicious tomato. There's so much you can do with them in the kitchen, but just eating straight off the vine at that time of year, they're just amazing, aren't they? Yeah, they they are amazing. And I think that's the other thing with, with Grow Your Own. When you grow your own, ultimately you can buy for flavour. Yeah. You know, whereas actually a lot of the time when we go to the shops, you know, a lot of those things have been bred because they either travel well because they've come from another country, mm. you know, or they look good. Yeah. You know, and they're, they're of, a, of a certain size mm. and this, that, the other. So for me, growing your own tomatoes is is brilliant. But what's your first experience of, of tasting a homegrown tomato? So I actually don't think I was much of a fan of the tomato growing up. One of my earliest memories is actually the smell of the tomato vines in my mum's greenhouse and, you know, going up the garden and picking the tomatoes. And that smell is so evocative of childhood and being in the garden with my parents and it brings back so many memories but actually I wasn't a fan of the tomato itself especially not you know a tomatoey sauce or something like that I might have a couple off the vine but I think I came to enjoy tomatoes later in life and now they're such a staple in my kitchen they're something I cook with you know whether it's in when they're in season fresh or tin tomatoes when they're out of season I cook with them you know multiple times a week they're always in the store cupboard if not the fridge or on the countertop and I just love them so memory wise it's more about the picking and the smell and you know being around growing them but we didn't eat many tomatoes actually growing up my my childhood was filled with very kind of classic British dishes of you know meat and veg but tomatoes didn't feature too heavily actually yeah whereas I suppose where where I come from, mine's mine's definitely a grandparent thing, mm. but my my sort of family were you know London and then slowly moved out. So my grandparents lived in the Lee Valley, where the Lee Valley is rammed with tomato, or mm. always was. So I can remember having a an Italian mate at primary school, and his old man used to have a tomato nursery, you know, in the Lee Valley, and and that was the first thing that ever blew my mind about tomato plants is how long they were. 
So again, we think a tomato plant, you know, will grow up oh, three, four foot. That's about, yeah. you know, that's about. These things just used to go along the nursery, you know. <laughs> it used to be amazing. But then I'd sort of understood that they weren't all grown on soil and they used to grow them on, on rock wall mm-hmm. and a lot like they do now, you know, sort of hydroponics. So they, they drive liquid into them. Mm. But the bit that blew my mind that, that stayed with me and that scent that you talk about is is I used to stay with Tidy Nan, I used to call her. So Tidy Nan is Gruffy Nan and Tidy Nan... They had a little greenhouse just at the end, this classic 70s garden, concrete path, block of lawn, washing line. But down on the left-hand side, mate, they had a small greenhouse. And if I was a good boy, in the morning, on a hot day, you know, early in the morning, I could go down and open the greenhouse. So I used to run down, (laughs) you know, they had a tortoise, so I used to say hello to the tortoise (laughs) on the way. And then I used to get to the greenhouse and I would open the door and I could even visit now. I just used to stand there and more or less, you know, just breathe it in. And then I'd be looking for anything ripe that yeah. I could pick before I went back. And and I suppose, you know, it goes back again. They were the first people to teach me how to grow. And, mm-hmm. and the first time I've experienced tomato growing was commercially. So though my nan was retired, she used to go and work at a local nursery. So... I couldn't have been any more than six, seven, and she took me down there and I was pricking out tomatoes. You know, they wow. used to sow trays of tomatoes and, and prick them out. Yeah. So for me, they're a, they're not only a, a staple part of what I eat, but they're so ingrained yeah, it's amazing, in my it? life, you mm-hmm. know. And I think... And, as far as growing your own, I think that that's. I would say it's my hobby. Hmm. You know, I sort of create gardens for a living, but but grow your own is my hobby, which means I can get it wrong. Yeah, and I can just say, <laughs> you know, but a sort of classic. Before we get into growing them, you know, what would you do with a good summer tomato? A good summer tomato needs little more than salt, some great olive oil, maybe a bit of basil. That is like at peak tomato season, a tomato salad, maybe a bit of shallot on there or a few other things. But I think keep it simple. Let those flavours shine through for the ones at peak season when they're at their best. You want to taste the tomato. So you just want to bring some other ingredients in which are going to enhance that natural flavour. But I wouldn't mess around with it too much. And then as the season goes on, I might play around a bit more and experiment. But yeah, for those first ones that just taste amazing, keep so, it simple. So is it the sort of what I would class as the sort of more simple Mediterranean herbs that you'd be drawn to just to I bring the best think, out of them? I actually think, yeah, a really, there's a broad spectrum of herbs that go really well with tomatoes. Obviously, basil is a classic yeah. pairing. But if you're bringing in something like some cheese into the mix, then, you know, some thyme or rosemary or some oregano is delicious in there. A bit of tarragon with tomatoes works really well. They really pair nicely with herbs. So I think you can kind of experiment you know, even like a lovely salad with some mint through it, like, a, you know, kind of Greek style salad with some feta and some mint is so delicious. Just the freshness of herbs works so well with tomatoes. I'm doing that dribbling thing again. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Uh-oh, this is terrible. <laughs> I just love sitting. I could just listen to you talk about what we're going to cook and what we're going to eat. Life is a highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. 
This episode is brought to you by Dove. You use all the right skincare products for your face, but your body has been missing out. With new Dove Serum Body Wash, you can give your body the vitamin C glow it's been wanting, the hydration boost it's been craving, and the active skincare ingredients it deserves. It's time for your body care era. New Dove Serum Body Wash. Get Dove or get FOMO. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Just because you're working out doesn't mean you shouldn't look fabulous. The Inspire Collection by Kalia was designed with both style and performance in mind. It looks good, feels good, and stays put no matter how you move. And the collection has everything you need for a day at the gym. A support bra, crop tanks, bike shorts, amazing leggings, and more. It's their most versatile collection yet. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. So as far as growing, what have Mm. you done growing-wise with tomatoes? So I've had varying success with growing tomatoes. It's something my kids really like to grow. So actually, my daughter brought home a San Marzano plant last year, and that grew really well, which I was quite surprised at because I thought that needed more of a Mediterranean climate. But that did really well. And then, you know, I like to grow some of the different coloured ones because they find that really fun as well. So the green zebra ones and things like that. Gardener's Delight always seems to do pretty well but I'm very much a kind of wing it gardener so I find you know if I don't water them very regularly which I am definitely guilty of then it all goes the wrong way and they'll split and they don't turn out so great so yeah as I said I've had varying success but it's something that I love to grow because the kids really enjoy it and I'm really hoping that I can get them loving tomatoes from a young age unlike myself so that's the goal Um, so maybe you can give me some tips on how to be a bit more successful with my tomato growing yeah it's interesting you talk about that summer I think the summer that you're talking about would be that really hot summer when all of a sudden you know we were growing things outside side uh, mm. you know i even had a mate that, that managed to get bananas growing wow. that year yeah wow. and actually got them to the point of being mm. you know ripe bananas so so that's how mad it is and interestingly in this country now you know with that environmental change mm. and and these sort of freak weather conditions that year exceptional mm-hmm. you know sort of last year very mixed so yeah. everything was stop start stop start stop start and and then all of a sudden the tomatoes came late in the season mm-hmm. so i think that's the first thing for people to realize that, that, that this crop that we're talking about is very much going to be driven by the season that mm-hmm. we have in our garden so as far as i'm concerned i i do two ways i i start them off Seed-wise, probably on a windowsill, warm windowsill, probably late January time, mm-hmm. and then I'll start growing them all. Or what I might do is I might buy plants in probably about nine centimetre pots, so you know a little bit later on in the season, and go straight into it. So if you've not got lots of room to grow seeds, you don't have to worry because you can then, you know, you can buy a plant ready to rock and roll a little bit later on in the season. But for me, sowing seeds, I mean, tomato seeds are great because I'm being realistic. You can chuck them over your shoulder and walk away and they will all come up, you know. <laughs> um, it's amazing. You sort of, you know, I've had tomato plants come up in the compost bin, come up here, come up there, that, all actually, over the place. I've had some of yeah. the most successful ones have just kind of sprouted from last year's, yeah, you know, where exactly. obviously the tomatoes have dropped and obviously yeah. reseeded. I, you know, I was walking around a tree nursery the other day, choosing some trees for a for a garden. And there was there was tomato plant growing out the bottom wow. of a tree in a pot <laughs> with tomatoes on, which means... I 
I suspect what happened is is one of the workers was having his lunch, you know, yeah. maybe just through the the bit of seed or a bit of a you know going off tomato away, and of course it's just rooted in the yeah. pot, and it looks absolutely brilliant. But anyway, back to <laughs> back to sowing them. So sowing them, I just sow into a tray, peat-free compost, little tap, make sure there's a decent sort of smooth surface, and then I'll sow them, and I'll, I'll cover with something called vermiculite, and that, which is basically a it's like a clay particle. And what that does is just seals in the moisture. Always water from the bottom. I don't mm-hmm. water from the top. And away they go, you know. And then once I've sort of I probably grown them on to sort of probably two true leaves, mm-hmm. and then I'll start to pot them on. So I, the first sort of pot that I'll put them in would be anything probably, again, seven and a half, nine and a half centimetre pot. And then warm windowsill or as the frost start to go I can get them out in the greenhouse you know I'll get them going in the greenhouse I think anybody that's got heat in the greenhouse they can just drive it all the way through mm. so I think the first thing to remember is you've got a you know you need a warm bright place mm-hmm. you know and it would think with a lot of these things is where do they come from in the world you know where do they grow naturally yeah. well once you work out where it grows naturally you've got a good chance of you know working out to do. And I suppose once we've sown, going back a little bit, tomato sort of plants as general, they normally come as sort of cordons. So either what we call, what you'd see is the long sort of stem one, you know, or little bush ones. Mm -hmm. So little bush ones, they'll tumble around. And I've seen people use those in hanging baskets. Have you grown both? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. I've done the hanging basket thing quite successfully. Yeah, Yeah. cool. And with the the cordon ones, how have have you grown those? Have you sort of picked out the little side shoots? Yeah, I've done that. I think where I've always gone wrong is with watering. I think, you know, if I've been on holiday or left them just been too busy to get out and water them then it all seems to go wrong is that quite important with growing tomatoes i think a lot of the veg garden and and when you know it goes wrong for people sometimes it's like you say a veg garden is a very different from the ornamental garden so any sort of veg fruit garden and it tends to be little and often mm. rather than an ornamental garden realistically you can clear off for a couple of weeks and most of the time you'll come back and even if something's wilted, you can bring it back, you know. And what you've got to realise with with things like tomatoes, you know, they'll, because it's a very short season for a plant, you know, they'll react to getting really, really dry mm. because the plant will instantly start to suck that moisture back in sure. and your tomatoes. But also on top of that, they can react to a few degrees one way, a few degrees the other mm-hmm. way, you know cold at the wrong time of year will really stunt the growth mm-hmm. whereas actually hot while you're away on holiday will really dry them out so sure. I would say little and often if you're going to grow tomatoes make sure that you know somebody's at home mm-hmm. to look after them you know while you're away so, okay, so it's a bit like having a pet you need someone yeah, around to, you to do. look after yeah, them yeah, all yeah, the time. yeah yeah I think yeah think about them a bit more yeah, a bit more like dogs rather yeah. than cats. <laughs> you know? <laughs> cats cats are a bit more like an ornamental garden. You can sort of they'll do their own thing as long as you feed them, whereas whereas a dog seems to need a little bit more attention. Needs a bit so, of love. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm learning yeah. a lot here about yeah, tomatoes. Exactly. So for me, then it comes to varieties. And I probably do a bit of both. I experiment. Mm-hmm. So because I do what I do, I get sent stuff through the post, give this a try, that a try. Yeah. And then for a couple of years, I might experiment and I'll move from cordon, you know, upright tomatoes um, to bush tomatoes to this variety, to that variety. Mm. And then one of them will jump out at me. 
and then I'll grow probably just that okay. for the following year. So is there a, a variety that you grow every year and it's your absolute favourite or do you no, mix I, it up again? It's really weird because if I go back to Nan, she grew classic Alicante tomatoes, mm. you know, and, and that was always a, a go-to. But you mentioned Gardener's Delight. Gardener's Delight really sort of, you know, reliable. But I do like mixing up some of the colours and I think yeah. that's the interesting bit. So something that's a darker fruit, a, a yellow, mm. a red... Um, and the shapes as well, because they just oh, look so beautiful, don't they? Yeah. When you have a, a variety of shapes and colours. Yeah. I mean, they're all bringing different flavours to the plate yeah. as well. But visually, they can just look so gorgeous in a salad or a tart. Yeah. And that's really exciting as well. I think you're right as well. When you mentioned that, you mentioned flavour. Because mm. we think, well, it's a tomato, isn't it? Yeah. But so much more than that. They are. Yeah. They are. But they all do taste slightly different, yeah, don't they? Absolutely. And even that point of being ripe perfectly ripe yeah. or overripe or mm. just under that that sort of that perfect taste in a way is is you know so tell me with yeah. the green ones how do you know when they're perfectly ripe because i've picked them too early often i think if i'm honest i just pick one off and bite it okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to say that there's, some, that there's some wonderful way of doing it you know so, so for me, yeah, it's it's potting them on, and what I've set up in my greenhouse is a little sort of wiring system. So, if you imagine every time they get to a point where you know they need to pot them on, I, eventually they end up in pots that are probably about thirty to forty centimeters mm -hmm. across and the same deep. That'll okay. be that'll be my you know my cordons, my my yeah. sort of standard sort of, and then I'll set up a little wire system in the greenhouse. I put a couple of horizontal wires in mm -hmm. and then I put some canes in as I'm growing them and tie them in and then as they grow what I'll do is I'll pinch out the little side shoots so as you've got that vertical and you've got the leaves coming out out of those joints you get those little side shoots well well they're taking a lot of energy mm -hmm. out of the plant so I'll pinch those out as it go up and then I'll, I'll let the plant probably with that sort of thing get to about four trusses okay Maybe six. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if I, I know I should stop at four, but in my head, but I, you know, I'll get to that and then I'll take the top out of okay, the plant. Right. You know, mm -hmm. otherwise it will start doing this and carry yeah, on going, carry I think on I've going. I've got to that point a few times. Yeah. So, and then with those, then it, it's all about the feed. Mm. So not just the watering. So with yours, we're feeding them. How often do you feed them? Oh, <laughs> probably yeah. not often enough. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Every other week, maybe. Yeah, see, and, and again, that's all right. But I would say, you know, decent sort of potash feed um, once a week. You okay. Know? And and the easiest way to tell that really is you go into the garden centre and you'll see there's there's the green pots of feed, which mm -hmm. normally tells you it's nitrogen. And there's some red pots of feed, which normally tells you half the time they've got pictures of tomatoes on them. Yeah. But, you know, they want that to encourage the fruiting, you know. Okay. So I'll feed... Probably once a week. Okay. Once a week, you know, watering. And again, depending on weather-wise, most of the time I'll go out there early in the morning, mm. cup of coffee in hand, just go up, give everything a really good soak in. Yeah. Um, decide, you know, from the weather, whether the greenhouse is going to be open, whether the mm. greenhouse is going to be closed. And and in a way, just so, so little and often. And, and then really, as they mature... That's it. You start picking. That's how simple, them. in a way, they are. Yeah. Um, but I think for those, you know, the corns, I think if you've never grown tomatoes before, 
maybe it's easier to start with bush tomatoes. Mm-hmm. You know, because again, a lot of those varieties, once you started them off inside, you could get them out on the patio, yeah. put them in pots. As we said, you know, you've got the the hanging baskets. Mm-hmm. We have to do it in, and as long as they've got a lovely, warm little spot, but feed them, water them. So a nice sunny it. spot will do the job. Because yeah. I don't have a greenhouse, but that no. you don't need a greenhouse. To, no, no. Okay. And I think in a way, that's why it's lovely that we can go and buy tomatoes you know, a little further on because yeah. a lot of people are not in the place to sow seeds. You yeah. can do an element of that mm-hmm. indoors, but it gets to a point, you know, even with me, Mrs. Frost starts getting a bit grumpy. Yeah, we run out of space. Don't want them all over the kitchen no, table. No, she's going like, what are you doing? In the airing cupboard. <laughs> but the tomatoes, is, I've got to grow them, you know. Yeah, yeah, they get a bit grumpy. Yeah, bless them. And yeah, I mean, in, in a way, that's that's sort of it. So, so right, so I'm going to now throw it at you. I, I've, I'm going up to the greenhouse. Mm-hmm. The first tomatoes are just becoming ripe. I'm going to put a twist on this, all right. But rather than just having a simple salad... Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna just cook with them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I managed to get back from the greenhouse with still some in the pot. <laughs> what, what what would we do cooking with them? Was so something just nice, easy, quick, rather than salad. I yeah. don't know. Maybe we've had one of our perfect summer days and it's pouring with rain. Yeah. So I mean, I like when we when we're growing our own and we're growing these really interesting varieties. I think it's really nice to show those off and all the different colours and shapes. So. Once we're past the salads time of year or, we, you know, just border salads, I really like to put them into a tart. So I've bought one with me today for you to try, actually, which we can we can have a little nibble on at the end. But I think that's just a really nice way to showcase the tomatoes and just cooking them that slight bit. So they start to shrivel and the flavours intensify, but they keep their form and their shape. That's such a lovely way to cook them because you just enhance that sweetness and really bring out the natural flavours. And you can introduce a few other flavours which pair really well. So a bit of cheese is really nice, some onions, some shallots, some thyme, all of those kind of classic pairings that go really nicely with tomatoes. So a tart would definitely be my go-to, you know, for a nice summer afternoon lunch with friends. I definitely would knock up a nice tomato tart and then... When you get onto the gluts and you've got loads of tomatoes and you don't know what to do with them, I really like to make homemade ketchup or chutneys, something that's going to preserve that lovely flavour for the rest of the year. Because, you know, we've talked about how important seasonality is and eating tomatoes in season is a completely different experience to eating them in the middle of the winter. So I love to preserve that flavour for as long as possible. And making your own ketchups or chutneys, as we said, is such a lovely way to do that. And, you know, you can enjoy your tomatoes all year round then. I think you made the point earlier on, which I think you're right. When it gets to the winter, most of the time, you know, if you can't get UK-driven tomatoes in my head, is you might as well use tin tomatoes. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I love tin tomatoes, though. They're such a versatile yeah. ingredient and I, it's something I always have in my cupboard. Yeah, yeah, I do. So you mentioned this tart that's in front of us. You know, I sort <laughs> of, um, I thought I was doing really well not mentioning it at all. The most difficult thing about this whole podcast thing with you is you're bringing food in. You're then putting it in front of me. Then you're asking me to talk about growing it for with my stomach <laughs> turning <laughs> and everything's like but the point we miss with this as well this smells incredible it smells so good it doesn't it like i said earlier just cooking the tomatoes off for a little while really intensifies yeah. the flavor of them and it smells so good and i think if i was eating things like this when i was a child 
I would have loved tomatoes. Yeah. But, you know, we didn't have this kind of thing when I was younger. But now it's my mission to get everyone yeah. loving tomatoes, get my kids eating tomatoes. And I think things like this will really help because yeah. it's just delicious. Definitely. Well, I, I sort of I think they pair beautifully with obviously garlic as well, you know. So yeah. with me, if I'm in that position where it's a wet day and but the greenhouse is there and I'm going to mm. cook, it's a simple tomato sauce, yeah. really. And, and just, but I don't even really let them break down totally. Mm. You know, um, sometimes we get a little bit deeper into the season, I'll throw them into the oven with maybe a little bit sort of onion and, and garlicky and just let them, you know, time or whatever it is that I've got and I'll yeah. just let them slowly roast down and then toss them around into something else, you know. Yeah, but, delicious. Um, but, yeah, I just love the idea of just more or less like just so they look like they're going to burst. Yeah. And I get them to the point. I like a tomato when it's... It's cooked enough that it's whole, but as I put it in my mouth, I can squeeze and it bursts. Yeah, that's good. That's just delicious, isn't it? And that tossed through some pasta, like a really oh, simple my. tomato, olive oil, garlic sauce tossed through pasta is just such a lovely point in the year for me when the tomatoes are at their best. And they don't need a lot of cooking, like you say, when they're really sweet like that in season. Just keep it simple. I'm proper in my element, I'll tell you. <laughs> I swear, I'm gonna, Mrs. Frost is going to listen to this and she's going to like really get stuck into me. She's going to go, you're in love with her, aren't you? You're in love with her, aren't you? Right? No, 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 no. It's just like, it's talking about food. It was like, yeah. But I, seriously, I, that, I just love the connection. It's the connection yes. between growing it, understanding it, you know, watering it, caring for mm. it, and then doing something with it. Well, I think when you put so much love and time oh. into growing something, it would be a crime to not treat it with some respect in yeah. the kitchen and cook something delicious with it. So, yeah, hopefully the two worlds colliding is a really good thing. I think it probably resonates with lots of cooks and gardeners at yeah. home. And yeah. we can see that in, in this tart, you in know. In the tart, yeah, exactly. And I suppose, you know, when we're talking about that sort of tomatoes, let's not leave that alone. Because I think when people get into growing tomatoes, then all of a sudden they might be growing a few aubergines. They might mm. be growing some chilies yeah. and venture into you know, cucumbers. Mm. So have you done any of that? I haven't. Well, actually, I've grown yeah. chilies on a, you know, plant in the windowsill. Yeah. My mum grows great cucumbers and yeah. I love, you know, all the odd shapes that come yeah. out of her garden and my kids love it as well. And that's just something you don't see in the supermarket. You know, they're yeah. all perfectly straight. But when you see them growing in real life in, in the garden, it's just a completely different experience. I think as well, I think, you know, once you can nail the growing of tomatoes, mm. those other plants, you know, the cucumbers, the chilies, you're thinking about the same sort of conditions. And, and cucumber-wise, you don't need to grow many. So I've I've sort of just grow, tend to grow one. So one cucumber, let that get away. But just I tend to grow the short ones, so they're like mm -hmm. little fingers. Yeah. Um, what I call sort of lunch box, yeah. box cucumbers. Really, really simple. Build a little framework. You know, you're, you're looking after your tomatoes, you look after cucumbers. And I, and I reckon we must have had... 40-odd wow. cucumbers, you know, off the plant. And and then the chilies. And what I do with the chilies is is stretch it a little bit. So mm. I, I might grow three or four. So I'll grow something sort of slightly sweet, more peppery-like, mm -hmm. you know, and then I'll grow right through to something really hot. But again, I'll pick them at different stages. There's a lovely dish that I cooked through the summer I'd been away I'd been away to the Mediterranean and they were like a 
They were like a green pepper, mm-hmm. but they were slow roasted down. And I had it in a restaurant mm. and they were quite bitter, but they tasted, they were one of those when you go, oh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Was it so? There's a Greek dish of kind of baked feta with these green it peppers, could be, yeah. which is really delicious, and they just have a yeah slightly bitter flavour. Yeah, maybe something like that. It is. Yeah. So what I did is when I got back, I experimented a little bit with some of the unripe, not so hot chilies, mm-hmm. and I recreated the same thing. So I think a lot of the time as well, we don't always need to pick these things at their perfection because there's other ways. Of doing yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Well, like, a, you know, a classic green tomato chutney as well. Yeah. That's something my mum always used to make at the end of the season when, you know, they weren't going to ripen. And it's like, how do we use them up? Because you don't want anything going to waste. And that's a really nice way to use up those last tomatoes of the season, isn't it? And just make something out of what could be a waste product. Yeah. And I'm not going to let you stop there because <laughs> I am that person that has loads of green tomatoes and thinks he's going to get around to doing something with them. Mm. And they're probably then the ones that end up in a compost bin yeah. that end up being brilliant plants. So when you say classic mm. tomato chutney, what would that be? So are we talking green, green yeah, tomato green, chutney? Green. So with any chutney, you need an acid and a bit of sugar in there to balance the flavours out. So it can be as simple as that, you know, cooking up your green tomatoes with some white wine vinegar and some sugar, a bit of salt to bring out the flavour. And that will preserve them for, you know, a year or so. And and then you're making something delicious to go on your cheese board for the rest of the year out of a waste product. But also fried green tomatoes, delicious. There's so much you can do with those end of season Fried green tomatoes? Yeah. I've not tried that then. Fried green tomatoes, bit of salt, just brings them back to life a little bit. You know, they they don't have the sweetness of a red tomato or a ripe tomato. But yeah, delicious. Delicious. Oh, I'm going to give that a go, mate. Yeah. I'm going to give that a go. So I think tomato-wise... I think we're about there. You know, start them off, you know, either January, sow your own, grow them on the windowsill. If not, get yourself down, you know, to the garden centre, whatever, buy yourself. But make sure you buy yourself a complete mix. Mm. Try different varieties. Grow in a peat-free compost, you know, keep them well-watered, well-fed. Decide whether you want to go bush tomato, Gordon tomato. Feed them, feed them, feed them. Watch them, water them, water them. Pick them and then create... The wonderful dishes. Well, I'm going to do that next year. I'm going to be more adventurous with my varieties and I'm going to make sure I don't go on holiday. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or, you know, maybe what you do is when you're away on holiday, I'll come around and water and That's Okay, deal. (laughs) And then I can cook something for you to eat with Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, you know, just remember, you just want to be in a warm, sunny spot. And that last thing really is remember where they grow in the world. And and if you can get as close to that. Let's go. Okay, and that's a great Now tip. can we get stuck into this? Because like, you know, I've, yeah. I've had to sort of go through this whole thing with the smell of this this wonderful tart. So, <laughs> so I'll give tell it a you go. what you're eating. Go on, go on so, and tell me how to cook it because okay. I'm definitely going to give it a go. So we've got a lovely tomato galette here in front of us made with a nice mixture of different tomatoes, different shapes and sizes. And there's a bit of gruyere through the pastry. It's nice rich, cheesy, flaky pastry and uh, it's a free form tart so you basically make this flat on a tray and put your tomatoes 
in the middle and then just fold the sides in. So it's really easy. There's no lining of tart tins or any of that mm. business, no blind baking. It's really straightforward and easy, which I love. They're my favorite kind of recipes. And you talked about garlic going so well with roasted tomatoes earlier. And this has got a nice bit of garlic through it as well. And it's just a lovely showcase of beautiful seasonal tomatoes and something really simple that you can do with them that looks pretty fancy, actually. It looks more than pretty fancy. It also smells incredible. And you used the word, what did you say, tomato? Galette. Galette. It's a fancy word for a tart. I know, but I'm thinking galette. (laughs) So tomato, galette, because I'm thinking that I'll... Time I finish this, I'll be round. <laughs> but yeah, he's some. Um, can I can I have dig a taste in, now? Is that in. all right? Yeah, I'm gonna go for it as well. Oh my! Oh my! My 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 my! Oh, I've thrown it down myself, which Making is a mess. what you can imagine I was gonna do. It's so good. Down my jumper. Hold on. I think as well. You know, we we eat with our eyes a lot, don't we? And I think that that tastes mind-blowingly good, but. It's beautiful to look at. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you've got yellow, red, smaller little orange tomatoes. And and what's wonderful is, yeah, you get that tomato, but then it, it soaks down into the pastry as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd be proud yeah. to take that out to guests, wouldn't you, for a, for a kind of casual lunch or a get-together. It's something that is going to bring the oohs and ahs to the table, I, love, I think. And you go, oh, yeah, I'm just going to knock that up for a casual yeah, lunch. Yeah, just going to knock that up. <laughs> You know, um, I'll tell you, mate. It's pretty good. I, got, I can't wait for the next podcast. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. This is amazing, and I promise you, I am gonna have a go at every single one of these. And you good. need to follow me on social media because what I'll do is when I do them, right, I'll ping a picture up, okay. and then you can judge me. Okay, I'll give you a mark out of ten, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, be nice. You can't go wrong, though, with a good food recipe. I mean, you can't go wrong. And what I'm going to do is take all of your gardening advice on board and be a bit more adventurous in the garden. So we're both taking something great away from from these episodes. I think so. It it still blows my mind that, that in a way, these two worlds don't get brought together enough, do they? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that idea that, well, we have a few chefs on the... You know, on the telly that start gardening, but mm. but no one sort of pairs a gardener and a you know a cook chef together and says, "Go on, go and have some fun." And, yeah, and it just and makes sense, it. doesn't it? The passion is just so obvious on both sides, and yeah, yeah, it just makes sense. Well, this is wonderful. This is not a bad way to spend time. It's an all right gig, this, isn't it? Is. it? I'm quite happy <laughs> with life at the moment. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Anyway, have a go at making that tart because I think you might like it. But make sure you get a really good mix of good tasting tomatoes. That's the point of this is, you know, tomatoes are about taste. That's what they're about. That's it. Thank you for listening to this BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast with me, Adam Frost, and of course, Cassie Best. For more information on the recipes we've discussed today, go to bbcgoodfood.com.